KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Families, they're complicated. We love them, but it doesn't matter if you're a parent, child, sibling, in law, whoever. There are so many hurdles you have to navigate, maybe more this time of year during the holidays than any other. It becomes very stressful coming to an agreement in which. This is what we need, and this is what we're going to have for our family that's going to keep us together as a couple instead of breaking us apart, because it becomes a a lot of pressure. Dr. Maria Rodriguez is the founder and CEO of Care Counseling Center. She specializes in family mental health, not just for individuals, but the whole group. She knows family demands get tough, but sometimes, she says, you've got to look out for yourself. Self-care is very important for the kids and the parents, especially for the parents, because when we're stressed, we think, oh, our kids won't know. They know. They know. I'm Matt Leon, and this is KYW News Radio In-Depth, sponsored by your Delaware Valley Honda dealers. Make memories during happy Honda days. Today, family mental health, from social media to tricky dynamics, what you should be doing to make life at home more manageable. What would you say is the biggest challenge parents face raising a family today. And I know that's painting with a broad brush, but what is the thing you notice most people struggle with, the the biggest concern that that you come across when you talk with people, when you help people? So I, uh, the majority of the families or or clients that I see in my office are families, uh, a lot of teenagers, So the biggest concern that I see with parents and teenagers is the screen time. How how long or how often should they be or allowed to be on games or phone, iPads, anything that to do related with screen time. So if they're on their screen too much, now it causes conflict with the parents because what I see a lot is that one parent says, This is the time that's allowed, and the other parent may not follow through with that. So now you have this conflict between the parents and with the children that they will have preference over uh, one of the parents. So many of the parents come in and ask, well, what's the appropriate time? So my suggestion is always, well, let's look at your family individually. What are the concerns that you have with your child? Is your child to the extent that they don't want to get up in the morning? If that's a yes, then yes, absolutely. We have to reduce that amount of time, but we all have to speak the same language in that we all have to be in agreement. So this has to be a family meeting that we devise what's the appropriate time and we all have to follow through because consistency is key with the the parents and the children. So that's, that's one of the major problems that I see. The communication with the the electronics, the the parents communicating and staying on the same page because it does create that conflict between parents, children and the couples as well. Is that unique to our time or is this just the next iteration of watching TV like in the 70s and 80s or, you know, even this is probably a real stretch listening to the radio generations before that or is this kind of unique because it is you carry it around it can be with you all the time and it is a a unique challenge for families yeah no i i see this more as a unique time because i know when i was growing up growing up we had maybe two tvs in the home and we kind of all had to share and now everybody has their own device 
parents are on their own device, the kids are on their own device, which is completely different from when we were growing up. I, I know when we look back and compare, we spend a lot of time outside doing other things. Now, we, you ask kids, well, what do you like to do? Um, yeah, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok was not existent then. From what I recall growing up, uh, I used to watch TV Saturday mornings, but not much during the week. We had other things that we, we could do. We went to the library. Now, everything is on your phone. You don't have to research, go to the library, go to look at an encyclopedia because we have everything on the phone nowadays. So it's good and bad. Are we in a unique time when it comes to the stress people are under when it comes raising families because of screen time, but also because social media and, I mean, there's always, every generation, there's always financial stressors that are unique mm-hmm. to that generation and unique to every family. But is this uh, one of the more challenging times, you think? Yes. So with with the rising cost, we need a two-home household income, right? So that means parents are spending less time at home and our devices are taking care of our kids and our relationships as well. It's kind of like we've become codependent on the electronics. And we do work a lot of hours. Parents work seven, eight o'clock at night, I see. And and the children at our home, either by themselves or with babysitters. So it's very challenging times. You know, at one point, my mom used to work from home. So it was easier for us growing up to have that role model there as opposed to now that it's either a lot of single parent homes or both parents are working. So it becomes very stressful, very strenuous on the parents. There's a lot of academic pressure I see as well with the the kids um, that come into the office. They have AP courses, honor courses, They put so much pressure, social pressure, that it just becomes a a big mental health hazard. How much of a problem does social media present because it gives parents a window into all these families? And I think a lot of times people feel like all these families are doing so much better than we are. And I don't even mean financially. I just mean that because people only put their best self forward. And I think Mm -hmm. it can give people this warped idea that you're – not doing it right because, oh, these this family went to vacation here or, or look, this family this kid got an award. Does it warp our self-worth as parents if we can fall if we fall down that rabbit hole and feel like everybody around us is so perfect when we're only getting what they choose to share? Am I making sense? Yes. No, you're 100 percent correct. We compare ourselves to what we see on social media a lot. Now, um, when we didn't have the social media aspect, we used to compare ourselves to our neighbors, which was a smaller circle. But now we have this extended view to other countries and and lifestyles that we wish, sometimes we wish we could have or provide to our families. And we, we start comparing ourselves and what other parents do. And again, it's bringing back to what is it about your family? Uniquely, what do you need for your family to be happy and successful as opposed to what everybody else is doing? Because we we just have a habit of comparing ourselves and we just have to remember that everybody's unique. And like you said, we what we see is their best self. 
you know, just a, a clip um, of seconds of what's going on in, in that person's life, not what reality is. So we all have good moments. We all have bad moments. And most people put out their good moments. So what is it that's going to work for your family? And what I see a lot is, well, um, I saw on this TikTok video that this is what's going to work. Well, okay, it might work for them, but we, ha we have to remember that we are our own expert in our life and our children. We know what would be best, what would work best. So yes, we can take advice. Yes, we can take recommendations. That would be definitely beneficial, but what works for our unique situation? And when I say unique, there are similarities with other families, like the social media aspect affects everyone, but what is going to work for our family is what I try to focus when I'm working with a family. How do you avoid putting that kind of self-pressure on yourself, uh, specifically as a parent, that you might be doing things wrong? Right. So the easy thing would be to limit social media, right? But I know it's very difficult because the moment, any time that we have free, we do grab the phone and we start looking. And then all of a sudden we start feeling the subconsciously self-doubt and insecurities, right? So the moment we, we have to practice a lot of self-awareness, the moment that we start feeling insecurities and self-doubt, start questioning, okay, what's going on in my mind? Why am I feeling this way? Okay, I'm feeling this way because I haven't been on vacation and I see all these other families going on vacation. Okay, but what about my life has brought me happiness this month, this day, this week? so that it could be more of your unique experience. Again, because we cannot continue to compare ourselves to other people because we're always, if we compare, we're always going to fall short to what other people present, right? So it's practicing a lot of self-awareness. Why am I feeling this way at this very moment? Was it because I was looking at this video and about this family that was able to travel to Europe and I haven't been to Europe at all? Right. So what can I do in order to bring this small happiness into my life and to my happiness? Practice gratitude instead of looking at what's missing and what you don't have. Another thing I find fascinating slash challenging about parenting now, as opposed to when I was growing up and generations before, is parents are omnipresent these days. And I feel like when you can't turn off that parenting light, you can get lost if you're, you know, whereas when I was a kid, my parents had hours where it was just them because we were all out flitting around right. with our friends. It just how, talk about the challenges that presents. And if you think I'm kind of presenting it correctly, because that's what it feels like to me, just anecdotally. Right. Uh, no, you're right. I, I remember growing up, I would leave the house and I think I was like seven or eight and I would go to the park and I would disappear for hours. My parents never questioned me to where are you? It was OK. I would go to practice when I was a teenager and that's it. I don't think they ever came to any of my sports competition or anything. And that was OK. I never thought that it was bad or good. It was just what it was. Now, I think with the change in social media, the fact that we have so much access to, to technology and news right in seconds, right? It has created a society in which we're so fearful. 
so that now we have to hover over our kids because something bad is going to happen if we're not there. So we've become this overprotective society over our kids and not good or bad, it's just is, right? We'll see the consequences later on, just like we've seen the consequences for our parents' behavior. Now as we get older and we want to be different and now we're different, our generation is different in raising our kids, which it just is. It's not good or bad. It might be bad. I, I don't know. But now we hover over our kids and we don't give them that much freedom because of our fear that something bad is going to happen, our fear that we're going to be bad parents, our fear that they're going to make bad decisions. So that is our generation's guilt over what possibly we did or our experience. And in addition to what we constantly hear, a big deal now is the shootings in the schools, right? We send our kids out there and we're so fearful that they're out there on their own that something might happen. So now that this is part of the reason why we hover over our kids, because we want to protect and we feel that guilt, parenting guilt. I just feel like that can present these challenges where where parents lose their identity almost. Right. As a person, as a couple. Right. And once again, like, I feel like I'm I'm putting this in a light that it's bad. It's just different. But I think there are ripple effects to how society has changed. And I think this is one of them where everything is kind of surrounded by the, the kid's schedule and getting them everywhere. Yeah. And you lose touch with whatever it is that you need, right? Yes. So now it's all, it becomes all about the kids, right? And what I see as the kids get older, they actually believe that life is centered around them, which now becomes a, a different problem. But, you know, parents... They, their world becomes their children. They leave who they are behind. And now after the children grow up, it's like they have to do this self-discovery all over again. And a lot of relationships end up breaking because who are they as a couple and who are they as individual people? They don't know. They have to kind of self-rediscover themselves all over again because they have dedicated themselves to being just parents. And that's it. Just Justin's mom. In my child's school, I'm known as Adriel's mom. I don't, I don't even have a name. I'm just Adriel's mom, Iram's mom, and that's it. That's who I am, period. We will continue our conversation with Dr. Maria Rodriguez in just a moment. But first, it's the holiday season, folks, and the holidays mean different things to everyone. But whatever the holidays mean to you, get the most out of them in a new vehicle from our friends at Honda. Whether it's traveling to the holiday family dinner in a spacious, efficient Accord hybrid or heading to a hike to burn it off in a powerful, adventure-ready CRV hybrid, your holiday adventure awaits with a new Honda during Happy Honda Days contact your local Honda dealer today. And now on KYW News Radio in depth, let's get back to our conversation with Dr. Maria Rodriguez, founder and CEO of Care Counseling Center. How did we get here? I mean, social media obviously, it's as easy to say we really need to kind of re-examine and kind of understand that yes, the world can be a scary place, but it's not constantly scary all the time. Right, it is not constantly scary all the time. And when I um, talk to parents, I ask them, well, when was the last time someone in your town was kidnapped? Never. Well, when was the last time somebody um, broke into someone's house in your neighborhood? Never. Okay, so where's this fear coming from? It's because we see it constantly in other places. We have instant access to negative information. My mom says, oh, there's a lot more crime nowadays. Mm, no. 
the, the problem is that you probably didn't hear it as much when you were growing up because you grew up in a little bubble in your little town and you didn't know what was happening five streets down, you know, you, because you just grew up here. And then I remind her, well, you told me the priest in church, he tried to do something to you. Yes. Well, there you go. So it's not that the crime didn't exist then. It's not that the kidnapping didn't exist then. It's just now that we hear about it constantly. It's like 24-7. So this creates an atmosphere of fear, like you were saying. And like the boogeyman is right around the corner trying to get you and your kids. And that's just not reality. Yes, we have to practice caution, of course. And we have to teach our kids to practice caution and be aware. That is something that we should all do as human beings because, yes, you're right, not everyone in the world is good or not everybody in the world has the right intentions. But at the end of the day, the people that you're surrounding yourself in school or your neighborhood, they are not trying to hurt you. Otherwise, you would have already had that experience. When it comes to like how we kind of get out of this, it's difficult because I kind of feel like society now kind of operates where they expect this. Like, I think people, if they just see a kid wandering around, an eight, nine-year-old in the neighborhood, we immediately think, well, something's wrong. Does that child need help? Why would they not be out with their parents or older siblings? Like, what's what's going on? Where, once you know, 40 years ago, you know, the neighborhood was teeming with kids doing this, uh, you know. So even I think if you wanted to try to self-correct, it can be tough because society will kind of push back people around like, well, that's not how it's supposed to work. Like that can be difficult. You know, it'll probably change in future generations when they realize that too much hovering, the, the helicopter parent did not work as well as we thought it should have worked. Too much overprotection actually hinders the child from growing and causes insecurities. So hopefully that will change. Each individual family has to analyze what they have and who they are as a family. So that change can happen, you know, one family at a time. As a society, I think it'll be a generational change as opposed to it'll happen now. I I don't think it would happen now. That would take a lot of awareness and change in terms of what we hear in the media. It would have to be a, a, a big shift of more of a positive news and positive things really do not um, sell news. We've spent a lot of time during this conversation talking about concerns and pressures and stuff like that. What are things we can do, maybe not even in response to things, but just things you can do to, to make home life healthier for everyone involved? Okay, um, prioritizing what's important to the family, what's important to each individual and communicating those priorities. So I know in the past, the parents would just dictate, but our society has changed so much that now we have to have the family meetings and kind of like develop what's important to us. Is it that to uh, my son, is it very important for me to go to every single practice? Because it's just practice. It's not a game. And, and I know it might be important to be in practice every time, but how important is it that I am in practice every single time, right? As opposed to I can possibly be at every single game, but maybe if I'm in practice, every single practice every day, that's too much strain for me. And it causes a little bit of stress because I have other things to do. Not that you're not important, 
but we have to create priorities. We have to create time management. And this is a skill that the kids also have to learn, prioritizing and time management and also being forgiven. We're only human beings. Parents are human beings. And we have to also take care of ourselves, not just our kids. So delegating, what can our family do? You have an older teenager. What can that teenager do? If you have an, even an eight-year-old, what can we do as a family together that we can delegate? So instead of one person holding the burden of all the responsibilities, it's gathered around everyone. Self-care is very important for the kids and the parents, especially for the parents, because when we're stressed, we think, oh, our kids won't know. They know. They know. The more we take care of ourselves, the more we can take care of our families. And, and people might think, well, self-care is selfish. Well, sometimes you kind of have to be selfish because if the motor is not running, then where are we going to go, right? And the parents are the head of the household. They are what keeps the family going. Having boundaries is very important. Having boundaries with your kids, having boundaries with family members that are, are outside of that unit, having boundaries with work, having fam um, boundaries with friends, that you have that space for you so that you don't lose yourself, whether it is with too much stress at work, whether it's your own parents or your children and the demands of society, because it can become overwhelming. And specifically with kind of our generation, I think we're unique because I've heard us referred, I think it makes sense, like kind of the sandwich generation where we're taking care of kids in a lot of cases, but also in a lot of cases also taking care of aging parents. parents and this is kind of a yeah. new phenomenon and i feel like we're still trying to figure this out as a generation of, of how mm -hmm. to balance this and and kind of work between no yes that's called a sandwich generation actually because you're taking care of your parents and you're taking care of your kids and you're right in the middle trying to manage your parents trying to manage your home and trying to manage your kids so again self-care in you know what? It has to be okay with you to sometimes say, no, I can't do that. Maybe I'm managing, well, I can do it a different day or I can do it uh, this time. But setting up that boundaries and you being okay with that. People are going to get upset with you and that's okay. That's okay. You're only a human being and there's only so much that you can do. And you have to be okay with people being upset with you. The world's not going to end. You'll be able to to help them at a different time or a different day. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. So sometimes I have to repeat that to myself. We, we might get stressed over finances or paying something. It's going to be okay. My health, it's more important. Prioritizing your health and your well-being. Because once you go down that hole um, and you start getting sick, it's very difficult to come back and manage your health again. And we are recording this during the holiday season in mid-December. What are some unique challenges that the holidays present for families? Because I think the things that come to mind for me are obviously financial. Everybody wants to make mm -hmm. their Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate, wants to make it perfect. And that leads to spending more money in a capitalistic society. And that can lead to a lot of stress. But also, I think a lot of family dynamics get turned upside down because people come in from out of town or maybe you it's the one time of year you have to interact with family members that maybe you don't have the best history with, or you just clash with. Just talk about the uniqueness this time of year can cause for families and specifically maybe for parents. 
Yeah, so uh, presence, buying a lot of things, trying to uh, make everyone happy, it becomes very stressful. I've heard of this for present rule for kids, buying something that is meaningful um, and something that they actually wanted, and then other small things as opposed to buying them a whole bunch of gifts because the the less gifts that you have, maybe if, if it's four, three or four, the children will learn to appreciate that, right? So another thing is that I see in couples and families, who, which family are we going to visit? Okay, and there's a lot of pressure. Oh, well, we saw your family this past year, or we saw them, or, or there's a lot of conflict between now family members coming to visit. Now, this discussion has to happen way before the, the, the holidays, coming to an agreement in which, okay, so... This is what we need, and this is what we're going to, to have for our family that's going to keep us together as a couple instead of breaking us apart. Because it becomes a, a lot of pressure. It gets a lot of stress pressure because family members, sometimes they come in, they, they have their own opinions about what your life should look like. It's only temporary. They're there for a couple of days, and then they leave. Right. So we just have to remember to keep that secure, our our little bundle of joy. Right. And let the stressors just flow. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon and we'll have another episode out soon.